This is Lynn Bartim, and you are listening to the Apex Hour on KSUU Thunder 91.1. In this show, you get more personal time with the guests who visit Southern Utah University from all over, learning more about their stories and opinions beyond their presentations on stage. We will also give you some new music to listen to and hope to turn you on to some new sounds and new genres. You can find us here every Thursday at 3 p.m. or on the web at seu.edu slash apex. But for now, welcome to this week's show here on Thunder 91.1. All right. Well, welcome in, everyone. This is a special Apex Hour today because it is Founders Week here at Southern Utah University. And it's not just Founders Week, but we are kicking off a huge, huge, huge birthday for Southern Utah University. I am joined by two absolute celebrities, and then also one of my favorite colleagues. Uh, So Ryan, I'm going to introduce you first. And let's just tell a little bit about yourself. And I think you have some extra things that you want to help us celebrate with. Sure. I'm so excited to be here. My name is Ryan Paul. I teach history here on campus. And I'm very excited to be involved in the 125th anniversary of Southern Utah University, of which our celebrities had been very helpful in building and growing. So just a few things that are happening, Lynn, this week. We have, of course, tonight's our Founders Banquet, where we'll be honoring uh, the Tom and Carolyn Higby, and Fred C. Adams will possibly receive his presidential medallion. Today, also at 4 o'clock on the uh, quad there, is Would You Like to Be a Lumberjack? So beard-growing and lumberjacky type things. And then the big thing for for students uh, tomorrow is the 125th birthday bash, where 7 to 9.30, they're transforming the Charwan Smith Student Center into a big dance hall, the event center, music, food, activities. It's supposed to be a super cool time. Fantastic. And that's the big birthday. I mean, it's Founders Week this week, and it's 125 years that we're getting ready to celebrate here. I have the tagline for the 125th, and I I think it's a great way to start our conversation. In 1897, the founders of Southern Utah University believed so strongly in the power of education that they risked their lives and finances for the privilege of building and hosting an institution of higher education in rural Cedar City, Utah. Their determination and grit are woven into to the cultural fabric of SUU. SUU's enduring legend legacy is built on 125 years of fortitude, determination, and community triumph. Celebrate with us as we explore our rich history and prepare for a bright future. Well, rich history indeed. We have two of our presidents, not one, but two of our presidents here <laughs> with us. Uh, Michael Benson and Scott Wyatt, welcome to both of you. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's fun to be here. Thanks. My pleasure. Thank you. Can you remind our audience of what your tenure here was um, when you first got to SUU? And I guess that is the first question. What led you here and when? So, Michael, we'll start with you. It was a Board of Regents meeting when I was at the time the assistant to the president at the University of Utah, Bernie Matchin, and we drove down there together. And I had come down here when I was in high school. I went to high school in Salt Lake, uh, come down for the festival. But Bernie walked into the Sharon Smith Center. We came in together. I hadn't spent a lot of time on campus, and he said, someday you need to be the president here. Wow. And I thought, no, that was, it was the first time anybody ever said anything like that to me. And uh, I kind of tucked that away, and as fate would have it, I first went to Snow College uh, from the University of Utah. I was there for five years and then had the, the chance to apply here. And as I was thinking uh, about our tenure here, we started, I started on January the 1st, 2007. Yeah. Truman, our first child, was born in March. Tatum wow. was born a year later. And then Talmadge was born in 2010. So our three kids were all born here. Oh, my gosh. Uh, so this was really a, a Benson family adventure <laughs> Yeah, in so many ways. Um, and I can't tell you how, how nice it is to come back. I hadn't been back for several years. We left here in 2013, went to Kentucky, and now we're out in uh, South Carolina. So we can't go any farther east or we'd be in the Atlantic, so we'll stop there. Uh, but we loved our time here. It, it, we made so many wonderful memories and incredible friends, and what a setting. I mean, I... I love being by the ocean. We love uh, life in the South, but there is nothing like the West. Mm -hmm. And uh, to come back out here and see the mountains and the sunset and the wonderful people has really been a treat. That's fantastic. Well, welcome back. Thank you. (laughs) You're back home once again. (laughs) Thank you very much. Well, President Wyatt, how about you? What led you here? 
Well, I before I answer that, I was just listening to Mike talk about his kids were all born here, and a couple of my kids and wife were reborn here. <laughs> if you can call commencement a rebirth. Oh, right. So we've got two of our children and uh, grand and uh, step not stepchildren, but children-in-law. Yeah. And then Kathy got her master's degree here. So that's right. Um, I've just always loved Southern Utah and always admired Southern Utah University. And I've known all the presidents um, when they were presidents back a long time, right? I mean, I used to work with Jerry Sherritt. Oh, right. Moga of course. Yeah. When I was a college student, and uh-huh. Steve Benyon. Anyway, it's um, this is just a place I've always admired. That's amazing. And you guys have some things in common. You both have a, a strong love of history. And I think you're both marathon runners also. Is that right? I speak. Uh, Scott can speak about it more <laughs> contemporaneously or more <laughs> contemporary stories than I can. Uh, my last marathon was a while ago. But yeah. when I was young, I ran the Boston Marathon when I was 19. And... Uh, you know, Scott's an ultra marathoner, so he can tell you what the, those are like. But, you know, there's something about running that you kind of get in touch with yourself and the discipline and the loneliness of, of to be with your thoughts. And I enjoyed the, that. But now going to Orange Theory is what I do to stay yeah. in shape. Well, a 100-mile race, is it, there is lonely parts. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that's very interesting, the discipline and the loneliness. I mean, what a combination there. Is it the same for you, do you think? Well, to me, yes, I would say exactly the same thing. It, and it's a, and it's a great connection to the students because, mm-hmm. to to run an ultra marathon, you have to, you have to persist. You know, you just and you have to dig deep and find something you didn't know was there, mm-hmm. and keep going. And and our capacity far exceeds what we think it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we don't know what our capacity is because we've never pushed through the obstructions. And um, it's a fun thing to talk about with students. Yeah, that's fantastic. That's such a powerful message, especially coming out of yeah. these last couple of years, you know, really yeah. pushing through. Well, and, and Lynn, the, a marathon is one thing, but learning an instrument is just the same. <laughs> that's true. I mean, learning how to do... Anything well. Anything well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fantastic. The, and Lynn, I think we can't leave this without saying that it speaks to their character that they both have not only a love, but an academic power of history. Yeah. The greatest discipline of all time. There you <laughs> That's go. Right. Right here. That's right. Well said, Ryan. Says the historian. <laughs> <laughs> well, yep. my next question to sort of get, so we talked about kind of what drew you here. Um, then you get onto campus and you start getting into the, the grind of it. I want to know what your first impressions of campus were that maybe were different than you expected or anything that surprised you. So, President Benson, how about you? I would say, well, starting in January, it was bitterly cold. Oh, right. And you was called too because we that's where we'd come from but um i immediately fell in love with the story of the place i you know i'd done the research but jerry sherritt was famous for saying it was the most romantic story in the annals of american higher education yeah. now if i have a chance i'll tell you a bit about uh, the, the school where i am now because there's so many parallels to the people in 1950s getting together putting their own skin in the game as it were and founding a university that was a branch of the University of, of South Carolina for a while, and then became independent. So there's so many kind of parallels to that. But I, I recognized immediately that the townspeople here had such a, I won't say <laughs> even a love for, it was this familial attachment. Right. Because you go into Old Main and you see the names of the people who were the stonemasons or the, who did the finished woodwork, and they were folks that had... Now their ancestors working, or now their their progeny working on campus. Right, right. And, you know, for someone like you, Lynn, that was new to the campus, I was new, but I was kind of grafted into that history. Mm -hmm. And to be a part of it is a real real honor because I I came to appreciate the sacrifices that they made and the responsibility that was ours to to build on that foundation Mm -hmm. and to make it better. Right. Thank you for that. President Wyatt, how about you? What what first impressions, what surprised you, what struck you in those early days? Um, kind of the same thing. Yeah. I was I had been on campus before, mm-hmm. but I hadn't walked around and looked at all of the nooks and crannies and everything. This is the prettiest campus in the state. There yeah. isn't any campus that compares with this. And within the first couple of days, I had all of the city 
and county leaders in my office saying, this is our school. <laughs> <laughs> this is what we expect. <laughs> that sort I mean, there's of never, yeah, there's never been a, a, a university that was more, that there, there was more ownership by the community than this one. Yeah. And I, and I remember when we put, put together the movie Back Up the Mountain. Right. We had more people in um, the arena to watch that than come to basketball games. <laughs> That's awesome. I mean, it was, there is so much pride. And as you walk around town, people would say, hey, how are you doing? I'm my uncle or grandfather's in the Great Hall mm. or, or my great grandparents uh, were founders. You know, just constant discussion. You've got the same thing, I'm mm -hmm. sure. Mm -hmm. It was just, there's so much pride in yeah. that. And I've been in a lot of college towns. None of them walk up to me and say, my great-grandfather was one of the founders right. of X, you know. Right. But that's here. You mentioned the Back Up the Mountain movie. Could you talk a little bit just about that project and just kind of remind our listeners what that was and is? Well, as you know, the founding of this school was such a unique experience. It's, the, it's, it's actually Utah's first experiment with distance education. Oh, wow. That's an interesting so way to think of it. We started as a branch of the University of Utah. Right, right. Um, and the University of Utah wanted to plant something uh, in the southern part of the state, and this was it. Mm. And it was a contest, um, hard-fought battle, small town against small town. <laughs> Cedar City won it. Um, but maintaining that was a real challenge because the city didn't have any money. They're, I mean, this is farmers, ranchers, and miners. This isn't builders and builders and builders. Um and so the first year they figured out that they were going to try to make it do to run the school out of a church building. When the attorney general discovered that, it was no. You've got till September to build what we told you you had to build or the school's going somewhere else. This is January 1st that the town learns this. So you got this community of, um, I think, 1,200 people um, in January who were told without any building supplies, they had nothing because they had just finished building this church building that consumed everything. But you've got to have this done by September or else you're going to lose it. And they risked their lives and fortunes going back up the mountain time and time again to, to build this. And um, so the, the story's been told. Uh, there's monuments to it on campus. The... The, the monument of Old Sorrel. But the real story isn't Old Sorrel. The story is those people. Right. And um, and we wanted to tell that story in a way that our students would be able to, you know, this becomes kind of an archive sort right. of thing. So it was a student project, and they put together a great, a great little movie. Well, that is the most romantic story. Yes, Ryan. <laughs> so one of the things I like about that story is that when – when they announced the, the building of a university, it was supposed to be in Beaver. And the state senator represented both Iron and, Wa and Beaver counties and said, well, I should probably talk to Iron. And the representative from Iron County writes to both Cedar City and Parowan and says, what do you got to offer? And the Cedar City people send a telegram that day back to him saying, this is what we're willing to do. The state president in Parowan decides, I'll just write a letter. And so that's why he puts forward Cedar City because they responded so quickly. Oh. So I think that's cool. But I also think it's important as we talk about Back Up the Mountain that uh, Nikki Kuntz and her team, uh, there's a special Back Up the Mountain premiere preview of this show, of the movie, of, sorry, of the TV show on April 16th on KUTV. Oh, okay, It's a whole special presentation. It's going to be on statewide television at 6.30 okay, on KUVT oh, in nice. April. So they're showing the film and it's a really exciting tale of this institution. The most romantic story, yeah. right? <laughs> <laughs> well, President Benson, my next question will start with you. Um, uh, you both have such a, a track record of things that you implemented, accomplishments during your time. I wondered if you might highlight a couple of the accomplishments or things that you got done uh, during your tenure that are that are particularly memorable for you. I, uh, I think... For me, uh, relationships are so important. And one of the first people I met was Jimmy Jones. Oh, wow. And um, we went down with Eric, uh, Eric's last name. In, in Brown. Brown, Harold yeah. Brown. 
and I call it the slopes of death because we went in this <laughs> 1970s pickup truck with ball tires yeah. on these cliffs to go see Jimmy's home. <laughs> and uh, I was so taken by him, and he had Point Sublime uh, tacked up on his wall. Oh, wow. And he had been working on it for years, and he's told the story that he would come out and dabble, you know, touch up here and there every day. And he that's at that meeting he said if you commit to building a museum of art I will give you everything I have. Right. And I thought wow I didn't know he said I've been all over the world I've been over the west I've done 1400 pieces of, of you know artwork over 400 of the Grand Canyon. He didn't tell me this I found out after. But there's this community deserves a museum of art. So I came back and kind of started having conversations and we initially talked about putting it over there across the, the uh, where University Boulevard and 300 West. And it, is, it, it evolved into becoming a component of the kind of Shakespeare compound. So I would say, and I can't take credit for, for all of it at all. I, I want to be very clear on that because Fred Adams, uh, may God rest his soul, he had the vision of what the Shakespeare Festival could mean to this community. Mm. And, you know, they had talked about a, kind of a compound for a while. But then to meld into that Jimmy's vision of the museum and then to have the two-block kind of uh, the Beverly now yeah, and to come back for the groundbreaking, which we did, I think that was in 2014 or 15. Yep, it would have been 15. And then uh, to see it now. Uh, I'm so glad we got that close and then other people could push it across the finish line because it's a, it's a testament to uh, the vision of people like Fred Adams. Yeah. Wonderful. That's a great one. And then one other that's particularly near and dear to me is uh, with the Steinway School and the music building. <laughs> that was very memorable. It was when I first arrived in 2008, and all of a sudden, here we are in all Steinway. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, my mother was a piano teacher uh, over 40 years. We all have six kids. We all start on the piano. So I have loved playing the piano my whole life. And we made snow in all Steinway School, and when we got here, we had the chance to do it again. And then Kirill Glidoskowski, who was our piano faculty member, when we had the announcement, and I was telling you before we came on, we did a, um, a Gershwin prelude together, yeah, and I could barely keep up with him because he just fla- he's so uh, he he's a virtuoso. But you did keep up with him. I remember I was at that concert. Do you still play? I do. I, I do. We inherited my mother's seven-foot Steinway. Ah, and cool. Next to my wife and children, it's my most prized possession because it, it reminds me of my mom and oh. the love of music that was passed down through the generations. So, the, you know, the fact, and I told you Sunday at Coastal Carolina, we became an all-Steinway school. Right. So it's the hat trick. I'm really uh, pleased it. with that. Everywhere you go, Steinways follow. <laughs> my mom would be so proud. Oh, that's beautiful. What a beautiful sentiment. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, but before we leave that, I've got to say, I th- um, it's fair to say that uh, the Utah Shakespeare Festival was not built in a day. Yeah, right. And uh, 60 years yeah. has been around. Yeah. But we still would not have the Beverly Center for the Arts, which includes Summa and the Inglestead Theater yeah. and the Ains Theater. If it hadn't been for Mike Benson, yeah. no doubt about it. Yeah, that's a that's a real tribute to his um, ability to raise funds and um, build upon others' momentum to just really finish a project up. That's amazing. I mean, you both have uh, participated in so much of that and how you are able to garner that kind of attention and commitment and push those projects through is just amazing. So thank you. I mean, that center has just become such a vibrant center point for the town, let alone campus. So thank you for that. Mm -hmm. Well, it's true. And it's, and it, yeah, from all over the world, we have people all over the world. Yeah. Yeah. Well, President Wyatt, what about you? What what accomplishments stand out for you as being particularly special or memorable? Oh, it's I was thinking about all that Mike did actually. <laughs> I should have been thinking <laughs> about how I'd answer that question. I but for me the the most significant part of my time here was with students. Mm. And it was fun for me to be able to teach, to be able to lead students on backpacking trips, to to be able to run with them and um, just kind of live the dreams with them and wow. and feel part of what they were doing. It was fun to build some new buildings, the yeah. the business building, the right. remodel of the old business building, mm-hmm. get funding for the new uh, classroom building. Mm-hmm. 
which is under construction um, right now. So yeah. that's great. I think we added them all up. There's a ton. Yeah. Wow. Um, some of them were started when you were here, Mike. And I think the first, the first uh, new building that was completed after I arrived was the um, arena. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, cool. And there's been a lot. Yeah. I think the campus um, has, if you take the time that uh, Mike was here continuing to the present, been some significant changes yeah. in the campus, but it's still the most beautiful place anywhere. Well, and as we've grown, we still have that closeness. And speaking of student connections, do you know that you have a moniker that the students lovingly refer to you with? <laughs> I'm not sure. It's uh, the warlock. The warlock. <laughs> yes. And the, do you, have you heard that before? No, this is new for me. Well, there's a, there's a story of um, of uh, dressing up for a, a a game of some kind, like a Kidditch game or something oh, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And that there was a wizard outfit, and the students were so taken by it that it still remains on Twitter. <laughs> I have um, I have a really cool picture of the transformation by the Utah Shakespeare Festival from from who I am to Dumbledore. It's, <laughs> oh my gosh, that is fantastic. Uh, it is the, I, I remember, so, so this all started really with a staff association. Thing. Oh, it did? Yeah, and they came and said, would you please dress up like Dumbledore in the Great Hall? And I thought, oh my gosh, <laughs> I'm going to look like a fool. And as I was thinking about whether to say yes or no, it dawned on me, oh, we have the Shakespeare Festival. Okay, I'll do it. <laughs> so I went over there and said, can you guys dress me up? And they said, sure. And it was, it was really fun. Oh, my gosh. That's if only I could do the accent right. Because <laughs> when I opened my mouth, it, it, it all went away. Well, yeah. the legend lives on, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, several times. That was really fun. Lynn, I think it's significant that Scott mentioned his time with students. And also the building, you know, the infrastructure is really important. But it's all about people. It's not just bricks and mortar. But right. the Carter Carillon. Uh, we got that done at the same time as the teacher ed building and then started the tradition of walking each oh. direction. And I'm a big believer that institutions need traditions. Yes. And I'm so pleased to see that it's only grown and gotten a life of its own. And I remember Cal Carter, who died just a short while ago, uh, when there, his company was building the teacher ed building, he would sit in this chair and watch the construction of the, the bell tower named for him. And the fact that it means so much to students, I think, is really significant. I met a lot of students at their request at the Bell Tower, mm. the Carter Carillon, um, to walk with them or to watch them walk and clap my hands during the COVID time when we weren't having commencement. Yes, right. Um, in fact, one of the students, we got the bagpipes and everything. Oh, that's awesome. We had one student walk through the <laughs> Bell Tower with the bagpipes. Had a little one-on-one. <laughs> that tradition is fantastic. I know we've, we've that participated. That is so meaningful. And we've yeah. gotten the drumline going, and now it's just it, – it takes 35 minutes now to get all the students through. Yep. It used to take maybe 15 <laughs> or 20 minutes. And now we're playing for 35 minutes as everybody goes And if goes we're in through. the middle of a torrential downpour. Yes, that happened. <laughs> the students want to be there anyway. Absolutely. It's, um, the drummers – my drummers loved it. There was just water coming off the drums <laughs> everywhere. We were sopping wet. I said, are you guys okay? Yeah. No, we love it. We love it. We're ready for it. So that tradition you started, Mike, is going to last forever. Yeah, and it's one of the most meaningful traditions for students. Mm. It's I'm a really wonderful one. It's yeah. um, cool. Well, I have a little song to play. Uh, we asked for a couple of little musical suggestions, and uh, President Wyatt, you suggested uh -oh. "Hooked on a Feeling." So you're going to discover that my level of class is a step below Mike's. <laughs> <laughs> Culture. <laughs> well, I would love to hear why why you like that song. What is it about that song? Oh, I love everything that connects me to being a kid. Oh, that's awesome. Perfect. That, maybe that's why I like students so much. Yeah. Well, here it is, Hooked on a Feeling, uh, also from the movie soundtrack, but originally by Blue Suede. Girl, you just don't realize what you do to me When you hold me in your arms so tight You let me know everything's alright You're in love with me 
Well, welcome back. This is the Apex Hour, and we are celebrating Founders Week and the launching of our special birthday, 125 years of Southern Utah University. I have with me President Wyatt, President Benson, and my dear colleague, Ryan Paul. Ryan, I think you have some things that you want to share with us. Yes, I. there's some exciting things that are happening, both recent, or coming up and in the future for the 125th. We talked about the birthday bash on Friday. I should also mention that on Saturday we have a softball game, the our team versus the University of Northern Cal- Colorado, and basketball as well. Yeah, basketball is so doing two, great right two, now. Yes, they are. And then the other thing that we're excited about in the 125th committee is we're doing a virtual art gallery. Oh. So you can go on to the 125th website at SUU, and it all kinds of formats, all kinds of artists are, are we're doing this year-long digital gallery, and they've broken it down into past, present, and future. Oh. So artistic interpretations of SUU's history opens March 21st until April 1st. Then they do artistic interpretations of the present and then of the future. So all that information is there to, to have a year-long art exhibit of, of SUU's past, present, and future. And then the other thing that we're really excited about is on April 16th, we're showing back up the mountain. Well, not we, the KUTV television is big presentation. President Mindy Benson will, will be hosting that. And it's an exciting time, 6.30 PM. So this is just the beginning of all the 125th. We've organized what we call SUU guided experiences. So we're exploring all parts of campus. It'll just be a really cool time. That's fantastic. Well, and I'm sure all of the things that are going to be going on for the coming year are all going to be listed on the website. We'd love to just invite our listeners and all of our audience, wherever you're listening, to really go and check that out and um, really take advantage of all the celebrations. So thanks for that. And I should mention that a number of SUU faculty across campus, across disciplines, have created very specific SUU-themed classes. Well, you have one yourself. Tell us about that. Yeah, that's not the... Yeah, it was not my intention. But yeah, so <laughs> but we're teaching the history of SUU this semester. We'll do it again in the spring. In the fall, we're teaching a one-shot history of the Utah Shakespeare Festival. Mm, so that'll wow. happen in the fall. There's uh, some stuff happening in the sciences. There's a brilliant class in the business department that is taking census data from graduates of SUU in the past and kind of figuring out where they all were and where they ended up. It's some mm. really cool stuff. We're doing lots of stuff with the Great Hall telling stories about each of the Great Hall portraits to just add some more meaning to this campus. There's an additional addendum to the 100 Years book that mm-hmm. is being written as well. So there's a lot of stuff that's happening. You know, and In fact, if you get a chance to go to the new construction site of the new general classroom building, they've put on a building timeline of SUU, and you can see the buildings of campus, images of them as it grows from the beginnings until now. So a lot of stuff happening. Wow, that's amazing. It's really exci- an exciting time to be here. 
Well, I have a few more questions that I would love to ask both of our visiting presidents um, about your time here. And one of them is we always, I think everybody likes to get the inside scoop, little secrets, if you will. And this is not really a secret, but I'm wondering if you can think of an underreported or underrated thing that happened during your time or um, a program or accomplishment or something you'd like to highlight that maybe didn't get as much press as other things maybe um, we didn't hear about, but that you are, you comes to mind. Is there anything that you can think of, President Wyatt? Mm. I know it's a little bit of a tricky one. It could even be an interaction that was particularly interesting to you. Well, I, um, boy, there's such a long list of little underrated or under-discussed events that, um, but one I can think of is just that when I arrived, there were no African students on campus. Oh, wow. And um, we grew the international program to about 65 countries represented here. Yeah. And um, close to 100 students from various African countries. And and I, I really came to love the African students. Um, I've met some of their parents. And, you know, you can feel for these Young people that have traveled half the world and are now eating new food and yeah. new culture. And, yeah. Um, everybody speaks English, but it's a different language. Yeah. Well, that's a th- thank you for mentioning that one. Actually, that that connection uh, to some of our African constituents and some of the relationships we've been seeing that grow and grow. And in fact, we with Apex, we our very first event this year was the first lady of the Democratic Republic mm-hmm. of the Congo was here because she is uh, hosting mm-hmm. five scholarship students here at SUU, and it was absolutely incredible to have her on campus and to uh, make that deepen that relationship. And so, yeah, that's yeah. a wonderful thing. Thank yeah, you I don't for think mentioning people it. appreciate what that means, what you just said. Mm. The first lady Absolute. of yeah. Congo yeah. is sponsoring students to Cedar City's Southern mm-hmm. Utah University. That's right. The, the Burundi is sponsoring students. Mm-hmm. To hear. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it was, it's an incredible mm. story and it's, it's not one that I was aware of prior to this event. So I was really happy to learn about it. And then to have a dignitary of that level on campus was really extraordinary. It's far more significant in a place like Cedar City than it would be in a place like LA. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, because this is a place where the diversity um, really helps all of the students yep. have a much, much, much bigger experience. Right, right. Thank you for that. President Benson, can you think of anything? Well, like Scott, there, there are many. If I can turn the spotlight on our faculty, um, maybe not too many people know that I'm an alumnus of Southern Utah because I took two classes here while I was president. Um, I finished a master's degree at Notre Dame, and I had the chance to do two electives. So I did a directed study with Professor Baker for um, – I did a, a paper on Bertie Madoff. Oh wow! Uh, for a management class, and then I took managerial accounting with David Christensen. Oh wow! And it just about killed me. <laughs> <laughs> but what people don't know is that my study group included at the time our student body president and our starting quarterback. Oh wow! That's <laughs> so they awesome. used to come up to the president's home, and we would have study time in the dining room, and I was by far the weak link <laughs> in the group. Uh, because accounting was not my strong suit. But I decided to push myself. I, I could have taken another elective, but I thought I didn't really need to shore up this area. And I had so much fun being in class with these students, but it made me appreciate the faculty here and how hard being a good teacher is. Yeah. Because, you know, Scott and I, we can waltz into our classes and we can use the excuse, oh, we have so much to do, but we don't do it full-time. And the faculty that do it full-time and do it well it is hard work, and they make a difference every single day. And so, Lynn, I thank you, Ryan. I thank you for what you do, because what you do matters. And the you know the, the university is only as good as its faculty, mm. and a quality faculty that can be retained, recruited, and retained, and supported by administrators like mm-hmm. we are is, I think, our principal primary responsibility. And then, of, of course, you do that, you support your staff, they in turn will support the students. Right. It's all kind of this uh, kind of ecosystem, if you will. Right. But it starts with the quality of faculty. And I really can't appreciate how good the faculty are here. 
Thank you so much for that. I know we certainly appreciate hearing that for sure. So thank you for that. Um, another question for you has to do sort of getting along on the advice aspect of things. One of the things we like to do in our interviews, and, and especially with such esteemed guests as yourself, is to ask what advice you might have for students uh, that might come across this interview or hear us talking about um, maximizing their experience uh, throughout school. And I was wondering, what advice do you have for students today, right now, in 2022? Um, President White. Right now. Yeah, right now. School is, it is a myth that going to the university is there to prepare you for life. Oh, okay. Tell me School more. School is life. Yeah. So if we go about our life thinking, what I do today is preparing me for tomorrow, we forget about today. Mm. And our whole world is developed around tomorrows. And nobody lives in their tomorrows. Everyone lives in their todays. Mm -hmm. So my experience both in my life and what I would say to any student is um, – Keep one eye on the future, but you have two eyes, and keep the other eye on today because today is all that matters. Nice, nice. Um, you have a great life if you just keep thinking about today. Fantastic, thank you, President Benson. How about I you? Think I Scott summed it up beautifully, and I build on that to quote my favorite Ted Lasso episode <laughs> when he's in the pub playing darts, and he quotes Walt Whitman about be curious, not judgmental. Ah. And, you know, we live mm. in a world today that is incredibly judgmental and shrill and in in many ways impolite. And living in South Carolina, I really kind of appreciate how important manners are. You know, mm. I was raised that way. But, you know, people say yes, sir, and no, ma'am. And, and the way we treat each other, I think, is so important. As it relates to students, you know, my mom used to say, be where your feet are. You know, like Scott said, mm -hmm. look toward the future, but live in the present. And college is what you make it. You can have as great an experience uh, as you want to make the investment of time and, and effort and attention, or you can remain insular and just get through it. I hear students say all the time, oh, I can't wait till I graduate. i got to get out of here. And I tell them, wait until you leave and you're a few years removed from that experience. You're <laughs> I gonna know. Say, what, you know. Regret is the most enfeebling of human emotions is what Harry Truman used to say. Yeah. Don't live with regrets. Live in the moment. And as to Scott's point, you never know what what opportunities are ahead, but prepare now and love and do what you love to do. Yeah. Now, my doctorate's in Middle Eastern history, which has nothing to do with what I do every day. Yeah, right. But it's a subject I love. It taught me how to think and to reason and to communicate and to get along with different kinds of people. Mm -hmm. And that's what life's about. Mm, thank you. I love that. Be where your feet are. Yeah. That's great. It's a little bit like blossom where you're planted, yeah. which mm -hmm. is another great kind of touchstone for that. Mm. Well, thank you. I have one more song to play and it's kind of going on the piano theme. Um, this is a, a Bill Evans song and it's, it's Gary's theme and it's just a great, uh, way to listen to some great piano playing. So President Benson, this is for you. Thank you very much. Gary's theme by <laughs> Bill Evans. You're listening to KSU Youth under 91.1.
All right. Well, welcome back, everyone. This is Lynn Vartan. You're listening to the Apex Hour, KSUU Thunder 91.1. That was the amazing Bill Evans, uh, and that's the remastered version of Gary's theme. We are celebrating Founders Week here at Southern Utah University, and joining me in the studio is Professor Ryan Paul, President Michael Benson, and President Scott Wyatt. Welcome back, everyone. Thank you. So let's see. We have a couple more announcements that we want to make and reminders for all the great things that are going on this week. Ryan, would you please remind us of all the cool stuff that's happening? Yes. So in about 10 minutes, 4 o'clock, we'll be, there'll be the Would You Like to Be a Lumberjack here on the Upper Quad, <laughs> axe throwing, wood burning, wood chopping, and, of course, the beard contest, <laughs> I which mean, I would fail because you, I grow a Brigham Young. I'm a human armpit when it comes to beards. <laughs> but, uh, but that's exciting there. Uh, also, tomorrow night is a huge thing, 7 to 9.30. It's our birthday bash, the kickoff to the 125th at the Sharwan Smith Student Center here. There's, there's going to be a dance at 9.30 to midnight at the EVT, music, food, all kinds of cool stuff. And this is not just for students. This is for faculty, staff alumni, community members, former presidents, whoever <laughs> wants to go to uh, you know, get hooked on a feeling. Are you going to are you going to go throw an axe? <laughs> Uh, you know, I would, but I don't want my powers to be revealed. <laughs> I'll show you I, a picture sometime. I'm not bad at that thing. I bet that is a superpower of yours. I've never thrown an axe. I mean, I throw sticks and mallets all the time, but not an axe. Well, you want to hurt your instrument, right? No. You can't I, do anything to hurt your wrist. I don't want to do anything to do that. That's for sure. Well, we've talked about uh, a lot about your time here. We've talked about advice for students. Um, I'd like to look to the future a little bit. And um, with your time here, I'd love to just sort of know if you have any wishes or hopes uh, for SUU. Uh, and, and these could be lofty goals and ideas or practical ones or just kind of um, based on your experience, where do you see SUU and what kinds of things uh, are would be interesting to you to see in the future? So we'll go from most recent. So President Wyatt, what what would you like to see? What what do you have in mind for SUU? So I think that what I'd love to see more than anything else is a continuing um, improvement in outcomes for students. Mm. So continuing improvement in retention and completion. The, the culture continues to become even better. Right. So that when students come, a higher percent finish. Right. Okay. Um, you know, in the state of Utah, um, if you average all of the institutions, only 40% of students who start have a degree within eight years. Oh, wow. That's the average for the state. Wow. SUU is higher than average. Good. Um, but we all have so much to do. Yeah. And, and uh, there's such a great culture here mm. in such a supportive system. And I just hope that continues mm -hmm. to develop better and better and better and better. Great. Thank you. President Benson, how about you? What what hopes, what, what sort of thoughts do you have for us looking ahead based on what you know of us? Well, Scott talked to, kind of on the on the micro level. I, I'll take the macro approach, and that is, you know, Utah. We've been out of Utah for almost ten years now. I grew up in Texas and moved around, lived overseas for quite some time. But Utah has a unique higher education history, where you had these small communities. And Scott and I both spent time in Ephraim, and there's romantic stories there. In Ogden, Utah, the founding of Weber. You know, the Mormon pioneers got here in 1847, and three years later they founded the University of Deseret, which, by the way, is one of the newest members of the Association of American Universities. Oh, wow. The, the most prestigious group of research universities in North America. Hmm. You know, di down the road, Dixie State, uh, soon to be Utah Tech. Mm -hmm. So I hope the state will continue to appreciate this rich tradition. Um, we saw it in Richmond, Kentucky, you know, a university w that I worked in uh, was founded in 1874, where we are now in Conway, South Carolina, the same thing. So across America, you have these communities that without the college or the university, think about the, the paucity of opportunity that would exist. Right. And so I hope the, the citizens of Utah appreciate not only Southern Utah, but all these amazing places and communities. And... Kind of to extrapolate from that, that America appreciates it because mm. higher ed is in the crosshairs in so many ways. Yeah. 
and it's seen as a private benefit as opposed to a public good. And I think we have to do a better job, and I hope SUU can be a thought leader in so many ways in arguing that it's not just about coming here and getting a degree. It's about training citizens to go out and advocate for the advantages of an educated citizenry. And that's what our society is about. That's great. Thank you so much for that, both of you. It's time for our last question, the the cool <laughs> question, as Ryan calls it. And it's a playful question. It's, um, you know, really what's turning you on this week. And it can be anything. It's a, it can be your a book that you're really into. It could be a movie that you're really into. It could be a band that you're really into, a food. We've, we have it all, you know, we've heard it all. But I always like to ask guests, what's turning you on this week? So Ryan, you're in on this too. I'm going to start with you so they have a second to think. Ryan Paul, what's turning you on this week? What's turning me on this week, Lynn Vartan, is Marvel's What If. Oh, I've, I've been heard watching that's that amazing. On Disney Plus. I'm a, as you know, I'm a longtime comic book guy. And this was a series back in the 60s and 70s where they just reimagined, you know, what if these things happened? And they turned it into a <laughs> short 30-minute uh, animated series. There's a number of episodes, you know, what if... Black Panther became Star-Lord. What if the Avengers died before they became the Avengers? And I've been digging into that and really, really enjoying it. Do you have a favorite episode or a favorite story? The the one that I've been, the last one that I saw was pretty cool, and it's uh, <laughs> Marvel Zombies. Oh, my gosh. That, that, uh, a lot of core, but they come back and most of the Marvel heroes become zombies, and a few core of them try to save the day. That's fantastic. So. I love it. Thank you so much, you Ryan are Paul. You're very welcome. <laughs> All right, President Benson, what's turning you on this week? Uh, this, this is kind of simple, but the beauty of nature all around us, and I've experienced now uh, kind of two parts of our country. I flew out here Monday night, and to flat or Myrtle Beach, you go out over the Atlantic, and then you do a big U-turn and then head uh, west, and the sun was starting to set, and I had a window seat, and I just looked out over – the beauty that surrounds us, and sometimes we take it for granted. Um, you know, we live 90 seconds from the ocean right now. We love the ocean, but then we landed in Vegas. I drove up the next morning, and coming through that canyon between Mesquite and St. George, and then coming that last route, I just am struck by how beautiful yeah. the West is. And the sun was setting the other night, hitting the red rock, and I thought, I hope we'd never take for granted. Wherever it is, and I've had a chance to travel throughout the world, and I've been very blessed by that. You know, that saying, the world is a book, and if you do not travel, you read only the first page. <laughs> I think St. Francis said that. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I'm so grateful for the chances I've had to travel. But beauty is all around us, and I hope we stop and pause and appreciate it. Thank you. Wonderful. President Wyatt, what <laughs> is turning you on this week? I just want to say thanks to Ryan for showing that he's as juvenile as I am. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I wanted to say. That's fantastic. <laughs> but, um, I don't know. I, I have spent – my head today and yesterday has been in Abraham Lincoln and the Civil War because right. of our speaker. Mm-hmm. Um, Alan Gelzel, um, I consider him a friend, and we uh, – I've listened to him a lot of times, read a bunch of his books. But he spoke about Abraham Lincoln and – that was fun. Yeah. It was really fun. Wonderful. That was probably very memorable. And I know you're quite the scholar in all of those areas. Well, I don't know if I'd say scholar, but student. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's one of those lectures that you put on. And mm-hmm. and, um, and with you here, I've been thinking back about some of the lectures that Apex has brought. Yeah. Um, so much to learn. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I love that. Well, that's a perfect note to end on, you know? Whoa, whoa. What's turning you on this one? Oh, I knew you were going to ask me that. Hmm, let me see what I can tell you. Um, you know, I have been digging into music and, and learning more about some new pieces with electronics. And there's a piece called Aquatic that I just purchased that's going to be on my next program that has, is for vibraphone and video playback. And I'm really excited to play that. So I'm really cannot wait till I get behind a vibraphone and get to practice that piece.
So that's what's turning me on. Thanks for asking. (laughs) Well, to end on learning, I think, is the absolute most perfect thing. You all have contributed so much to our ability to to learn and to just deeply, deeply connect with who we are. So I thank, I thank you, President Wyatt, President Benson, and Ryan Paul for being here today, but also for all of your contributions to SCU. Thank you so much. And can we say thank you to you, Lynn? Absolutely. absolutely. Thank, here, here. You. Thank, thank you. Thank you, Lynn. It's absolutely my pleasure. And I really enjoyed our time today. And we're just going to say happy 125th uh, and look forward to more celebrations. So with that, we'll sign off for this week. Thanks so much, everyone. Thanks so much for listening to the Apex Hour here on KSUU Thunder 91.1. Come find us again next Thursday at 3 p.m. for more conversations with the visiting guests at Southern Utah University and new music to discover for your next playlist. And in the meantime, we would love to see you at our events on campus. To find out more, check out suu.edu slash apex. Until next week, this is Lynn Vartan saying goodbye from the Apex Hour here on Thunder 91.1.